Hey podcast fam, this is a podcast only episode as opposed to my others which were Facebook live posts because I don't want to put makeup on and get dressed and go on Facebook live today. So I was talking yesterday with a dear friend of mine and the verse came to mind, 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. We were talking about going through trials and this is a verse about going through tests temptations, trials. And it's a verse that actually gets misrepresented a lot in our pseudo-Christian American culture. So I want to talk about the verse, what it really means, and what people think it means, and kind of parse out the difference. So 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to humankind, and God is faithful. That's my favorite part. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you're tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So there's a lot going on there. It's an amazing verse. I always picture him creating a path, a way out of a test, a trial, and then telling you to stand under it. I don't know who makes a way and then has you stand under the way, <laughs> but God does. Anyway, so when he says you can endure it, it, it's a good reminder that we have free will. So this verse is in a letter to a church that is acting a little bit too carnal. They need to grow up. They need to quit sinning, right? That's what Paul is telling the Corinthians in both of his letters to them that we have in the New Testament. And so he's talking about the temptation to sin. Now, when you hear people talk about this verse, maybe they've heard it before, they've heard some bad teaching on it, or they've never heard the verse, they've just heard the common phrase, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Have you ever heard someone say, well, God won't give us more than we can handle? Well, I hate that sentence, and here's why. I've experienced seasons where life was more than I could handle. It was too much. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure a lot of you listening have experienced that too. And being told that God doesn't give us more than we can handle, it's first of all, it's inaccurate. We actually can't handle a lot. We need Him. We need His strength. We need Him to handle it. That's kind of the whole point of salvation. And secondly, it's super like unhelpful and even a little bit re-traumatizing because it's like you're trying to tell a friend that you're like not okay and then they're like oh no theologically you are okay and it's like no I'm not so that's not what this verse is saying it's not saying that nothing will ever overwhelm you in life or your circumstances won't ever get too hard that is not a promise in the bible in fact It says quite the opposite. Many, many Christians will have hard lives and die for the faith. So as an American evangelical in this day and age, I feel like I got off pretty easy in that regard. I think this is what it's saying. Let's look at the first part first. No temptation has overtaken you except what's common to humankind and God's faithful, right? So you're experiencing something common, when you are tempted to sin. And then the last part, um, he's going to provide a way for you to not sin so you can withstand the trial and not fall to the temptation. That's actually another way to say it is when you are thinking you can't help it, when you're thinking that your sin habit is too ingrained, when you're thinking that you have no choice but to continually worry or whatever it is, that is often a lie from the enemy. So what we can know from this verse and what we are promised is that 
you don't have to sin. He's never going to let you be in a situation where your free will is completely seized and overtaken. He is going to provide a way, even if it seems like there's no way, he's going to make a way for you to walk out of that trial without sinning if you uh, if you partner with him, if you if you choose to be holy and, and lean into his strength and his power. And the reason for that is we have free will, okay? So when it says no temptation, that's a common word. It means a test. There's a ton of Old Testament stories about a temptation being a test, being a situation where someone who's trying to follow God is being called to do something his way and what's right in front of them is really a a really tempting scenario, a really compelling argument to do things not his way. Okay, so that's the situation that they describe as a temptation, a test. It's kind of like those moments we find ourselves in that are like, there's a carnal draw to sin. There's a flesh conversation going on with our flesh. Our flesh wants to do X, Y, or Z but God wants us to do some other thing. He's saying no temptation has overtaken you. Can mean seized, right? To seize is to possess, to confiscate, to capture, to attack, to overwhelm. And seize also has this definition of like freeze, to freeze you, right? Sometimes it feels like you get into these situations that paralyze you. Like overtake, no temptation has overtaken you. To overtake, some of the other translations say to come upon you or take hold of you. So we find ourselves in this situation where we've been seized by this test, this carnal draw to sin. And it's saying this is common. The Corinthians specifically, this is who Paul was writing to when he made this verse, they struggled with sexual strongholds. They struggled with complaining. I'm sure he addressed some other sins in those letters as well, but those were two big ones. They were common trials. They were common experiences for the believer, strongholds that a lot of people have had to overcome and that God has given grace to many, many members of humankind to stand up and endure. So no temptation has overtaken you except what's common to humankind. And here's my favorite part. God is faithful, right? He keeps his promise. He keeps every promise he makes. God is faithful. He's trustworthy. We can believe. We can lean on the fact that he is not going to let us be tempted beyond what we can bear. It means he won't permit you to be tried beyond what he's going to provide in strength to endure. So see the story of Job. So you can know in your life, he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear because when we're tempted, he's going to always provide a way out. So whatever does come our way from the enemy, God's going to make a way for us to walk through it and be holy. He'll provide more than enough strength for your situation, for you to not sin. He's going to give you the ability to resist. Isn't that cool? (laughs) We have free will. We don't have to succumb to these spiritual warfare moments in our lives. We have a way to resist the enemy like it says in James and then watch him flee because of the authority that we have in Christ. So if you're saved, you have access to the power of Christ in you and the blood of Jesus, what it did for you. That's why we have authority in the spirit realm to say no and to resist the enemy. That's why we have a way to, I'm not going to say be more powerful than the enemy because you as your human self aren't, but 
in you is the living Christ, is the power of God. That's why you have access to something more powerful. And the last part says, when you are tempted, God will also provide a way out so you can endure it. The implication is that God is watching and interacting with our every situation. So he's making, creating this way of escape. He's creating an exit like the ark in the Old Testament. He's making a way where there would have been no way to live through it, to get through it unscathed. He's creating a way so that we can endure it, right? So that we can stand up under God's covering, under God's provision, so that we can endure without yielding, so that we can overcome temptation with the joy of the Holy Spirit, he's going to show us the route out of the test. And it's usually through, (laughs) right? So I love this verse. I don't think it means that we're never going to hit times in our lives that feel like too much. And this same Apostle Paul in his other letter to this same church in Corinth actually said that he and his team did hit a period of time where it was too much. So let me prove to you that the whole phrase, God doesn't give us more than we can handle, is unbiblical, okay? And it is in 2 Corinthians, the first chapter. So this is a later letter he wrote to the same church. Paul himself says, we don't want you in the dark, friends, about how hard it was when all this came down on us in Asia province. It was so bad, we didn't think we were going to make it. We felt like we'd been sent to death row, that it was all over for us. And as it turned out, it was the best thing that could have happened because instead of trusting in our own strength or wits to get out of it, we were forced to trust God totally. Not a bad idea since he's the God who raises the dead. And he did it. He rescued us from certain doom. And he'll do it again, rescuing us as many times as we need rescuing. And your prayers were part of the rescue operation. So Paul and his team were given more than they could handle. It's like proven in this text. He's like, we thought we were going to die. The only reason we didn't die is because God decided that we weren't going to die yet. I I know many of you listening have had times like that. You're surprised you're still alive and you walked through something that was way more than you can handle because it's not about what we can handle. It's about we've died and our lives are hidden in Christ, in God. It's so far beyond what we can handle. We're literally just surrendering to God's power every day. The very reason that we are alive is because God is keeping us alive. It's not a life of only what we can handle. It's a life of crucifying our flesh to God every day and living by the Spirit. What empowers us is not our own strength. It is God's resurrection power in us. We're kind of not even ours. We're His. We're so connected to Christ, and we should be so connected to Christ, that when these overwhelming seasons come in life, it's not the belief that it's going to be something we can handle. It's the belief that God is sovereign and in control and that we are hidden in Him. It's a complete surrender where it's not even about our own strength at all. And because we're hidden in Christ, when temptation comes, we know it's a non-issue because we're not operating in our flesh. We're not operating out of a place of feeling like we have to be blown and tossed by the wind and storm of every sinful desire that comes our way. We actually have the understanding and the knowledge that He always 
is going to show us how to get through this without sinning. So that's what 1 Corinthians 10, 13 means. Please let me know if you agree, if you have something to add, if you have any questions that you want to throw my way and see what I think. Not that I'm a pastor even, (laughs) but I'll certainly interact with you about the Bible because I love it and I love conversations about it. So you can message me on Instagram at Binley Worship if that's the case. And I just pray that you guys do feel encouraged by this, that God is involved, interacting with your every situation, involved in your life, and providing a way for you to live holy for Him. In fact, let me pray. God, thank you that your power is so much stronger than anything else that comes our way. And while we do have hard lives sometimes, we do feel that it's too much because it is. We can still be in relationship with you. And so we do come before you humbly and willing to die. Life in you is so much greater. Lord, we know when you walked this earth, Jesus, you said that it's better to lose our lives for your sake than to keep our lives and lose eternity, be separated from you because out of our stubborn pride, we thought that we could live apart from you somehow. So we surrender, we repent of any self-sufficiency, and we pray right now to live holy lives free from habitual sin, free from falling to temptation. Lord, we know that you actually are making a way for us to walk through life in victory in you, and we're excited for that journey. So we repent of any wrong thinking. We repent of any I can't help it's and any other partnership we've made with the enemy because, Lord, we know that you have overcome and in you we do overcome. Thank you for freedom. We know that's what freedom means, Lord, the ability to not sin, not be enslaved into anything, Lord, and just be free to fully worship you and to fully live in a way that honors you. That's what we want. We know that it's only by your power and by your incredible love for us that we're going to get through. Yeah, we pray these things in Jesus' powerful name. Amen.